0: Welcome to the next episode of Them mass Burgers. What? That is good. I'm getting better at this.
1: Did you prep your intro this time?
0: No, yeah. that's why there's a weird second gap or two before <laughs> we start this one because I wasn't sure where I was gonna uh, where I was gonna start it. But yeah, it's it another is. week.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Mm. Managed to get it in on time. We're uh what this episode this episode oh yeah. just just in time, Uh but yeah so i've got I've got a topic I've got a topic for this week,
1: I know I like it. you picked the topic last week as well
0: well, that's because I've stopped relying on you to pick topics you've been, <laughs> you've been terrible in the last like three four episodes no yes,
1: no, yes, last three
0: wait, last three episodes, like you haven't been able to pick a topic,
1: I know. I'll be so ready for one next week. Though. No, you
0: won't. I swear <laughs> you said that last week as well.
1: I know. I just I I keep I've been ill <laughs> for a day.
0: For a day, yeah. For twenty four <laughs> hours you've been ill. Um but yeah, also we're open for recommendations if anybody's got anything they want us to discuss or yeah. will discuss. Um
1: I think we have topics in mind. It's just whether people would want to listen to them as well. That's another thing. Like there's topics that I can think of, but then I think, would anyone actually care about that or is that just me?
0: Yeah, it's hard because obviously everybody that's um, got it, has got a different, a different thing they're interested in or want to know about, I suppose. Yeah. Twins depends half how far long ago in the process you are. So like if you've known about your Asperger's forever, I'm sure your topics or things you want to know about are way more sort of like... Uh, sort of broad sweeping stuff for like those that are waiting to be diagnosed or may have just found out that they possibly have it, you yeah. want the broad sweeping stuff. Uh, but then like those that have had it for a long time, there's like, do you know what I mean, like detailed, like specific topics that yeah. that they're interested in. Um, but today's topic, i decided to go with, I mean, I guess it sounded a bit dull initially when I was thinking about it, but um, communication or communicating so just being able to have conversations with people or um interacting with the world in general yeah um i was thinking about this weirdly while i was having a meeting with my social worker this week uh and just the things that she does or people she'll talk to for me um and I've realized that there's a reason why she does that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't, you know, like, I don't think I'm that bad. Um, or I think I can communicate well. But then, you know, like, have you ever done that thing where you think you can just go up to somebody and talk to them and you get it in your head? That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'll do. And then when it gets to going to do it, you just physically are incapable of yeah. going and talking to someone. Um. Yeah so yeah I just wanted to talk about that today because obviously me and you talk we talk well me when you we talk to each other it's it's a good conversation like yeah. we're able to talk to each other no problem um apparently Asperger's and Asperger people having conversations with each other is quite easy but like I wonder if that's after you know you've both got it or I wonder if it's like a natural occurring thing.
1: We used to speak to each other quite easily anyway. Once we'd got to know each other a little bit better.
0: Yeah, but like, what is it about... uh, Because I think out of the two of us, um, I think you're worse at being able to talk to people than me. Um, I really struggle... Well, you really struggle talking to people. Yeah. And it's the same with... And it's the same with it. Doesn't, it doesn't even matter if it's face to face or if it's uh, over the phone or that kind of thing. Um, I mean, I always struggle to talk to people. Um, I can't talk to somebody unless they talk to me first. Yeah. So that's like the way the way it works. Like I, I would never go up to somebody and start a conversation. Um, and I'm sure it's the same for you in that sense. Like if you know you've got to talk to someone... You know, you've got to go up to somebody and say something um, like
1: it's the worst. Yeah, I'm not very good at starting conversations. I also think that I'm I'm quite bad at conversations with people that I don't know and I'm not very good. at. But then I definitely have good days and bad days with it as well. Like I used to think this a lot more when I was younger, but I remember there'd be days where I guess looking back, everything else was going well maybe and I wasn't too like worried in my head or anything and therefore making conversation was easier um and like I probably appeared a lot more social um usually because I had things in my head so I'd like pre-rehearse things that people like to talk about like small talk sort of things and I'd be able to sort of reel them off and form some sort of conversation from it um But then I'd have days where I just was completely incapable of doing that and I would wonder how I ever managed to do it on my good days. And I think um, another thing that I also found would help me was if I'd been drinking, I'm a lot better at conversing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. I found, uh, yeah, that's a weird one. I found that when I'm drunk... um, my ability to talk to people is a lot easier. In yeah. fact, it's kind of... It's it's kind of like, you know, like how I pretend like I'm normal. Um, yeah. And I don't... I'm not able to be like... Say the things I'm actually thinking or the things yeah. I'm... I found that when I'm drunk, like the, the bit of me that pretends to be normal disappears. Um, and I... Uh, all the things I'm thinking and everything in my head just comes out and I say everything, but there's no, like, I don't have the anxiety of being able to talk to people. Uh, I can talk to anyone, but I'm not then behaving in an NT way, so I appear more autistic, but I can talk to anybody about anything, so the conversations I have with people in that situation are, yeah, they're just people just look at me like, what are you talking about? And I'll just start random conversations, you know, like... Have you ever thought what it would be like to have like robot arms and then go on about like how I've been thinking about that lately or like something like that? So I found that yeah, alcohol's a an odd one um, for me. I, in like, that sense. I
1: think we became friends really from that night that we got really drunk.
0: Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, we started started talking properly then, but yeah, I mean that's not a that's not a way for people with the spectrum to, oh, no, I'm to not be social. I'm not
1: saying that's a solution, oh, just no, I'm if not. I if I'm not saying you were. No, no, yeah, if I if when I think about how I make conversation, I just think that I weirdly don't have the standard so usually I have like a almost a fear of like talking to people or I'm worrying about what do I say next and instead of listening to the conversation or what they're saying I'm more just thinking okay what will my response to what they're saying be whereas if I've had a drink like I don't have any of those worries yeah um and like I say I have like good days and bad days like I have I have my days that I consider good days are just when I've come up with things to say in response to them that I think are really good things and that's kept them talking Mm -hmm. a bad day would be they say something and I kind of just go okay and then the conversation's dead because I didn't know what to respond with
0: yeah yeah um I don't know like talking is it's just it's odd uh I guess like NT people do it all the time they always want to talk yeah like they have a lot of conversation um I, I mean, we've said that when we're both on our own or if I've got a day off and I'm on my own, I don't talk to anyone, you yeah. know. And then there's there's people that aren't on the spectrum that would seek out conversation on their days off. You know, they'd yeah. seek out like someone to talk to and hang out with. But um, it's not that I find talking a struggle, but there's elements of Asperger's that make conversations hard. Like, obviously, um, the whole empathy, sympathy thing. Um, you know, not being able to judge what you're talking about or what you're saying. We said on one of the, was it one of the really earlier episodes where we said that you were making like dead mom jokes to oh, a, me- yeah. a member of staff uh, <laughs> yeah. because you don't know that you're not supposed to do that kind of thing. yeah um There's that as well. Like there's the whole what we can say, what we can't say. Like it's, I find it trouble. Like, so there have been times where I have said things to people that, have really upset them, but yeah. I meant them as a joke, you know, or I didn't realize that it was something we're not supposed to be talking about. Yeah. Um, there was somebody, I, I remember like somebody at work uh, that was was upset about something, was upset about something. I didn't know they were upset. Everybody else could tell she was upset about something. I had no idea she was upset about anything, couldn't pick up on it. Uh, and I think she said something that I picked up as was a little bit off. So I kind of went, whoa, someone's a bit moody today. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I meant it <laughs> like as a joke. Like, yeah. so she'd laugh and I'd be like, ah, you know, what's up? You know, that kind of thing. But she just went mental. <laughs> and I was just like, what? <laughs> what's happening here? Like, I haven't, uh, What what's going on? And then, um, you know, uh, the that my boss came over and went, what are you doing? Like, why have you said that? And I was like, said what? What have I, well, I don't know what I've done. So you've got like that aspect of it, uh, which always now, like when that happens enough times, you start thinking every time you get into a conversation with someone now, like, what if I misjudge this? Or what if I've, uh, what if I've done that? I mean, it's the same at work when, customers are getting really angry. Um yeah. there's parts of me that don't even realize it's happening. Yeah. Like I don't pick up on it. Obviously you've got the obvious stuff of like shouting and body language and that kind of thing, but even then sometimes like if I'm too like distracted with something else or having like an obsessive like thought process at the time that was thinking of something else, I don't even notice they're shouting sometimes. Yeah, I'm like that. Um it's just it's just I don't pick up on it. Uh and yeah, you've got like the whole that whole aspect of like you have to be able to. I mean, which way are you with it is it empathy or sympathy? Where you do that, I can never get those two. I'm never sympathy, sure which one's which.
1: Sympathy is feeling sorry for someone. Empathy is feeling the feelings that they feel.
0: Yeah. Wait, which way around was it again?
1: So sympathy is feeling sorry for someone. Yeah. But empathy is feeling the way that they're feeling.
0: Ah, uh, so empathy. Empathy is the one uh, then where. And a lot of people would like it apparently it's it's normal in n t conversation to have it to pick up on what the people are feeling, to pick mm. on like the tone of conversation. Yeah. Uh, and you like, they adjust to that. So if you're having a fun, lighthearted conversation, the things you talk about are fun, lighthearted. And NT people, when say someone's having a laughing, joking, light, lighthearted conversation, and then I've heard another NT person say something that's a bit down or a bit dark, they've gone, well, that's, that's killed that one. <laughs> like I've heard people do that all the time. Whereas like if somebody does that with me and we're having like a lighthearted, jolly like chat, And then they go into something, like, a bit dark and that kind of thing. I don't notice the shift in, like, uh, emotion. I'll just go, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But the trouble is, is we've already... I've already established my, um, like, uh, what's the word I call it for? Like, my framework for this conversation. So it's been lighthearted and I've been (laughs) lighthearted and chatting. And then they've gone to, like, something like... Yeah, you know, and she's got, like, uh, chronic depression. I've gone, oh, right, yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Like, yeah, chronic, yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Because I, I, there's no no part of me that's just realised the, like, mood of the conversation's just changed. Uh, so, like, I'll just carry on with the same light-hearted, jolly tone that I started with, because I figured that's the conversation we're having. Yeah. But then I've not got that, like, depth to be able to then go, oh, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry about that. Like, I just carry on, like, oh, yeah, la, 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 like, that's fine, yeah. Um so like when you do that enough times and when enough people like get angry with you or just stop the conversation because they're do whatever you kind of then have to just now when I have conversations with people I'm like really overthinking like what's about yeah. to happen what's being said you know that kind of thing and yeah like I've realized as I've got older because you know before diagnosis I just would like just dive into conversations because I knew I had to. Once you get diagnosed and you realise, you know, these things. Um, I feel like I have avoided conversation... more often than not now, I feel like because I've got the excuse of a diagnosis now, like I don't make small talk, you know, like sometimes when you have that bit when you're stood next to someone and neither one of you are talking yeah, uh, and you know that they are finding it weird. I never find it like uncomfortable, but I always think like, oh, uh, we're supposed to be making noises out of our mouth now. We've been stood next to each other for like yeah. less than a minute. Well, like a minute or so. So then I just sort of go, so um, you OK? But yeah. like... Um, Since being diagnosed, I don't. Like, I will just stand next to someone in silence. If that person knows I've got Asperger's, I just think, I can stand here and not talk now. I've got my, like, diagnosis, like, shield up. So, like, uh, I don't need to say anything. If they want to talk, they can start a conversation with me. But I'm not starting anything. Yeah. um, Which has been a lot easier. But then... You know, I talk to people less and less, like, uh, as I've got older, I suppose. Um, you know, really, the only people I talk to is members of the family. Um, at work, it's the normal mundane work stuff that I have to talk about. And um, You, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I'll never, like... You know, like people that start conversations with, like, strangers and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, yeah. like you're in a queue for a shop and they just start talking to them. Like, I'd never do anything like that, like, ever. It doesn't no. happen. Two people did it the other day in... Um, supermarket where they just started chatting and it was bizarre like even I had to turn around and be like what's happening here like these two just started talking just because one of them was buying something that the other person was buying they were both buying the same thing and they just sort of went oh I really like this one do you like it too and I was just like
1: oh no I'd hate it (laughs) if someone did that to me (coughs) yeah take that I think um my way of talking has changed from when I was younger to now as well because I remember when I was younger um like A lot of the time, my parents would, I'd be talking and then they'd go, do you ever shut up? Or they'd tell me I was really talkative. Um, But I think in hindsight, when I was younger, I had different interests to what I have now. And they were, I guess, more common amongst all like children, if you like. So the things I were talking about would be things that I'd like learn in school that I found really interesting or just like. I don't know, toys, games and things like that. And I would, if it's something that I'm interested in, as I think with a lot of people with Asperger's, they can just talk about it and not stop. Yeah. Especially because I'd be talking to my parents. So people I'm comfortable with, I talk to a lot more. So I think um, in that sense, like I was quite loquacious when I was younger and it's weird to think now that I, I'm not like that at all. I'm actually... Like the opposite of talkative, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, anyone that knows you uh, or that kind of thing, <laughs> if they ever... Because I know that you don't really want, like... So the people that know us, work with us, friends, yeah. family, that kind of thing. Not really any of them know about these podcasts. No. Uh, and they don't know you're doing them. So I feel like if anybody ever listened to these that knew you, this is probably the most they've ever heard, <laughs> ever heard you talk. <laughs> Like they, it'd be bizarre, I think, for them to listen to it. Because, like, for me and you, it's normal. We talk a lot, yeah. Uh, And even though it sounds like both of us like can articulate, can talk normally, and that kind of thing, it's only because it's me, you, and that's it. Yeah. Um, Like these go out, but it's not like uh, anybody we've ever spoke to about this stuff. Uh, it's all through like messenger or emails or that kind of thing so it, it doesn't matter uh it's not like we've had a conversation but people listen to this this is probably the most that people have heard you talk um I always thought you weren't that chatty I'm
1: quite a quiet person yeah when when I don't know people I'm very quiet and even when I know you Generally, unless we're talking about something I'm interested in, I don't I don't really talk. And then with you, like I talk quite a lot. So, but yeah. I think that's just a comfort thing, and also, you do tend to talk about things that I'm interested in.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So maybe it's a combination.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's odd, uh, I guess, because it, it doesn't come natural. I think conversations no. to to me, I it definitely doesn't, and no. to you it doesn't it's not like it's for a lot of people it's it is a natural thing that they can just do but for me it's it's like something i've got to put like thought effort into
1: yeah i find it quite exhausting if yeah. i've done a day of talking i feel quite drained afterwards
0: yeah and it's not just talking either like it's not like it is simple as just you know like i said like making noises out your mouth that correspond with the noises somebody else is making there's all other like social aspects to talking to somebody that's um that's different like you know like you hear it all the time saying oh yeah he's a good talker yeah um you've got to realize that it's not just because they know all the words and how to put them into combinations you know like how to string a sentence together um there's loads of stuff and i think that's the stuff that makes conversations different or weird like i've talked about it before in the sense of like body language um like the way you're studs uh like tone of voice that you use um the big one eye contact Like they're all stuff that people require you to have, like when you talk to them, and they're the things that they're the things that if I'm talking to somebody that's on the spectrum and they haven't told me, they're the things I notice about them that make me realise they could be autistic, based on the way they talk to me. So, um, it's it's definite thing, but like other people look into like tone. Like I know a lot of people with Aspergers. Um, Recently, you know, I was assessed for the Personal Independence Payment. Um, And one of the things that's in the report says that I was... What did they put? They said that I was engaging and that I could hold a conversation and I was in control of tone, volume, that kind of thing. Um, Which was stuff that I... This is what was actually one of the things that made me think about doing this topic. Yeah. Is um, I remember when I was younger, like I did have a problem with volume and tone when I talked to people.
1: In your... um diagnosis because i've read your diagnosis it also says that you talk quite loudly
0: yeah yeah um i do talk quite loudly uh but like when i was younger i used to shout like stuff or scream stuff and they were just normal parts of sentences (laughs) um like just for no reason like i didn't even realize i'd done it um but it got me into trouble so much like with teachers parents saying like don't ever talk to me like that again that i'd just be like like what? All I was asking was what time should I come home. Why is that a <laughs> random thing to ask? And it took me ages to realise that I would just shout random parts of sentences, like end bits, bits in the middle. That's really interesting. Um, I don't do it anymore. Um, I do. I think I do still talk quite loudly. Uh, I'm not quiet when I talk. Uh, no. So I think it's still, it's still there, but I try and like maintain a thing. But that's because like, with some people, like you don't look at them, you kind of look at the floor, and you kind of talk quietly. So you have a lot of people go, what? What did you say? What pardon? Like that kind of thing. So I've, I've kind of always tried to make sure that I'm projecting. So it sounds like it's normal. Uh, And like, I always think about like, changing like pitch you know like a lot of people with Asperger's as well tend to talk in like one tone so when they talk it's like and then I you know and then I did this and then I went over here and then I saw these over there and then I went to this bit Mm. and they talk like that like in quite a monotone kind of way and I think I would normally um because when I'm talking to myself when I'm at my flat that is how I talk to myself um but I've noticed that that's for for regular people that's weird, so like even the way I'm talking now, there's like a weird part of me that's making me change like pitch volume, like tone the way I'm talking like I make my the way I talk more I don't wanna say animated, but do you know what I mean,
1: yeah, I guess it is animated in a sense,
0: yeah, um and yeah, like obviously there's things I do that everybody does, uh like you said when you were younger, like talking over people um. Or that kind of thing, yeah, uh, or interrupting people when they're talking, um but everybody on the spectrum does that, yeah, uh, that is just something we do, um and that's it's once again it's to do with the social cues or you know the etiquette of conversation, like I think a lot of people I remember you saying, like in an episode before that some people just interrupt like they were well, not interrupt, but they they're just waiting for their turn to talk, yeah. Like, I think everybody Mm. does that uh, to some extent. I think everybody, people do listen to each other, but I think there are people that are just waiting to say the thing they want to say. It's just the difference between us and NT people is we just do it. We just like, when it comes to us, we say it. Where with them, they know to wait for the, the quiet, you know. Once they finish talking, take some time, think about what they said or in some cases pretend like you are taking in what they've said and then say the point you were going to make. Uh, I see it all the time now like, because obviously I watch like a lot of political stuff and that kind of thing and I can kind of tell with some people that they're not listening to the other person. They're oh just, yeah. They're just I mean, waiting for the gap. So in they politics
1: can, you see it yeah. all the time.
0: And I think a lot of people do that when they have conversations. Some people do are genuinely interested and some people just like to uh, talk about themselves but they do it in a way that looks like they're interested in the other person. And I think with Asperger's, we don't have that. Um,
1: yeah, I don't think it's exclusive to people on the spectrum either. Like, I know when I was younger, like, I, I my dad always talked over me. Like, not deliberately and not to, like, put me down or shut me down or anything. But pretty much any conversations we had when I was younger, I'd be mid-sentence and my dad would just chip in with his own thing if we like around the dinner table especially anything I was trying to say my dad would talk over me to a point where I was like you need to stop doing it and then I gave up and just when he did it I just carried on eating because I thought whatever but um like it I know it happens with NT people it's just I weirdly I I didn't really notice my dad do it with anyone else just me so maybe he just didn't like (laughs) i had to say i don't know maybe when i started talking then i realized that my dad isn't like that it was just with me yeah
0: well you said that you talked a lot as a kid and at great length maybe you didn't realize that you've been going on for ages <laughs> yeah. and like he'd politely waited for that like gap so he could talk but it just wasn't coming because you were talking about something you were really interested in and just weren't closing it you weren't like coming to a point where you wrap it up so it yeah. just kind of went I'm just gonna have to go in now and stop this yeah could be that otherwise we never did it with your sisters or anything like that
1: yeah that's a good point well I take that back maybe it is just the spectrum.
0: yeah yeah um I don't do it as much uh I mean obviously in I think <laughs> we've had some comments on like about these podcasts that people are saying that i interrupt you when we're talking but uh i've uh, i've listened to them back i've checked with you uh you yeah. don't you don't think i do so no
1: yeah. i i think the reason it might because i think we talk to each other a lot outside of the podcast so we already have a a not a structure but you know we already have a way of communicating with each other we're used to so like talking with you on here is easier for me because I talk to you a lot anyway Mm. so I know how to interact with you and I think if it comes across like that it's not this is just how we interact a lot of the time I I go down like a rabbit hole with my words and I get stuck and then I think you kind of help me out and also like we said I'm not um, I'm not really a big talker so for me I I I do kind of tend to give you a look sometimes of just say something help me
0: yeah (laughs) I, I guess yeah I guess that's the difference people that listen to this can't see see us while we're talking so yeah uh yeah they don't realize that like I'm not cutting you off uh and I do wait and do let you like say what you're going to say but there are times where you do yeah you look like I'm not sure I'm going with this yeah I just get in and like keep it going um
1: and yeah I'm not I'm not a massive talker I don't have that many points so when you come up with like when you come up with something to say that's interesting about whatever I'm talking about I would rather you said it because like I won't have the I'm not very good at communicating like in any Yeah, I'm just not, I know I'm not. That's the thing about me. Like when I first, not really first met you, but after working with you for a bit was when someone told me you had Asperger's and I couldn't believe it or, I mean, I believed it, but I didn't associate you with having it at all because you are good at conversing. Like the way you talk to people, you wouldn't be able to tell. And I think like a lot of that is your conversational skills because even though you don't start conversations with people, you are good at joining in in conversations when you want to. Like, I know you don't do it all the time, but mm. when you want to, you can talk to people quite easily. Like, you make quite good jokes. Yeah, I mean,
0: the thing is, is like I said, I can always tell when someone's got aspergers based on the way they talk and the way they interact. So I think I've worked out that if I can tell, other people might be able to tell. Yeah. So it's just something that I've worked at. Uh, and have gone out of my way to learn how to communicate with people properly. Well, not properly, but just in a way that appears normal. It's why there's loads of people that we work with now that don't know I have Asperger's. Um, At one point, it was common knowledge, but like the turnaround in our workplace is quite big. So um, there are people that work there now that have no idea. And sometimes it comes up, sometimes somebody says it, sometimes... um, I'll make a comment about Asperger's and someone will genuinely look at me like, can you say that? I don't know if you can say that about Asperger's or who did I have recently who doesn't know I've got it? I mentioned Asperger's and they explained to me what it Uh, was. Yeah, yeah, I think I know who it was. yeah. And I just kind of let them do it. Uh, And the things they were saying about it were just not right at all. It was just one of those, you know, like those people that like have heard a brief like summary of it and just assume that's what it is. So I just let them explain to me what it was. And I remembered, I just thought, all oh, right, yeah, you're, you're new. Um, yeah. And like there's, there's now, I don't think there's that many people that we work with that know I've got it. Uh, because it's not something that I band around that much. And also, like you said, um, I'm, I'm much, it's much harder to spot in me than other people. Yeah. Um, and it's all down to the way that I communicate with people. Um, and that's, that's what it is. It's, it's one of those things that I've realized is important. And if you can't do it properly, um, people notice that about you, or notice you are a bit odd. I mean, one of the main things of like conversations is we've mentioned it before, but is eye contact with someone when you are talking to them. Uh, I know that's something like you massively struggle with. Um, like that's why you always say you've got your hair in your face or you are always <laughs> ducking your head down and that kind of thing. But like for neurotypical people, if you can't look them in the eye while you are talking to them, it kind of makes them have negative like opinions of you uh, for not doing it but I don't know what it is about eye contact that people with Asperger's can't do it is one of those things that I'm aware is a big deal for us but I'm not sure why like um, at the weekend some guy came in who I can't remember what the reason was Um, but he proper, like, intense stares in the eyes when he Uh. talks to you. Like, stares. Like, uh, he's always like he's mad, but he's not mad, and the things we were talking about weren't something for him to be mad. But for some unknown reason to me, I decided I'm going to look him in the eyes while we're talking. Every now and then I'll do it because I want to know... You know, like, I always think, like, maybe I can do it now. Like that's I think that's how I've been able to do certain things Mm -hmm. is... Every now and then I'll try and do something yeah. that I know I can't do uh, yeah. just to see if I can do it yet um I tried it was hideous like he had like this mental stare and it's like everything around his face starts to blur except his eyes seem to get like more and more like Ugh. intense and he was just staring and staring and staring, so I was staring but then I know with like n t people if you then break eye contact like it kind of seems like they're the I don't know if that's how it works, but I feel like they feel like they're the dominant one at that point if you then have to look away because they won. Oh, um, I've
1: never thought about it like that.
0: Uh, so then I thought I have to keep doing this now, but like he just had a weird look on his face. Like I couldn't I couldn't understand what was happening and I found myself getting like really anxious and like sweaty and like bizarre. Yeah. Like I just couldn't realise. It was mental to think like how much of a uh, sort of effect this just doing this one thing had so I've never understood how anyone when they talk to people can maintain eye contact all the way through the conversation
1: I think it's interesting because I didn't think I had any problems with eye contact until I went to see a therapist and like after the first session they went yeah you can't make eye contact then I went to see another therapist and like, the second session in, like, I sat down in the office. He was like, so the first thing I want to talk about is the fact you can't make eye contact. And I just want to let you know that's fine. And I thought, I can make eye contact. I don't know what... Why have two therapists now said this?
0: Uh, you can't make eye contact.
1: <laughs> I
0: just thought you knew that. So uh, <laughs> I've never said anything to you because I just thought you're aware of this.
1: No, I have never... Noticed up until them saying it and then me thinking maybe I've got an issue with it, I always thought that I was fine.
0: When we first met, I told you that for the first month of us knowing each other, I never saw your face.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> I know, yeah, that's true. I think, um, I think with me, I find it a lot easier to make eye contact with people that I know as well. So, strangers, I can't do it, but say I'm with like my family or you, or people that I do actually know, it's not as difficult for me to look them, at least in the face, while I talk to them.
0: Yeah, that I can do. Um, I can't do eye contact with people, doesn't matter how long I've known them, yeah, or how I know them, or any of that kind of stuff. There's just something about it that I still don't understand it. I've never looked into it. It's one of those things that I've been told is a common trait of Asperger's, Or autism or any of that kind of stuff. Um, And I've just taken it as okay then. Um, But I've never tried to figure out what it is. So like every now and then I try and do it um, and it makes me feel weird every time I've done it. Every time I've done it, it makes me feel really odd. So I don't do it. Um, If you know I'm on the spectrum, you kind of just think he just doesn't do eye contact. Um, And I found like cheats or ways around it by like pretending I'm doing something else obviously at work we work on laptops so I pretend like I'm reading something on the laptop yeah I do that or I'll pretend like I'm doing something like looking at paperwork or doing something like that Uh, and that's how I found a way around it the only time you have a problem with that is when you're serving someone not serving someone when you're talking to somebody outside of work or you have nothing to look at you know then it's obvious to people in those situations because you You can't show that you're not looking at, that you're not making eye contacts because um, you can't. So I found that I just forget I'm doing that. And then I'm like talking to the floor, talking to my shoes. Uh, And have you ever had those people that once you've done that long enough, they do that annoying thing where they they start doing this. Moving their head, yeah. Moving their head to to get into your face. Um, That... Makes me feel really uncomfortable when people do that, and almost irritated with them.
1: Yeah, I get, I get irritated with that because I think I shouldn't have to look at you.
0: Um, but yeah, it's, I don't, I don't see why you've got to look at someone when you talk to them. No, I don't. But I also don't understand why I can't look people in the eyes. It's an odd one. I've tried to do other things. So some people talk to people's eyebrows. Uh, some people talk to like people's foreheads. Um, I've tried to do that thing. I used to do that thing where I'd look somebody in the eyes for about five, six seconds, look away, look them in the eyes. Um, I know you've said that you like to do that thing when they look away.
1: I look at them. Yeah, yeah and that always feels like I've won.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I have a weird thing about it, but if I if I notice that they've started to look away or I sense it, I'll look at them like, at their eye area and then as soon as they turn back I'll flick away but I think see I've done it I've done it now yeah I do do that
0: yeah but it's it's one of those things that I've never understood um, about Asperger's why it's so why it's so hard for us to do but also with NT people why it's so important for them to do it
1: yeah I um. so I don't I don't notice that I have a problem with it, usually, unless I am in a weird one-on-one where it's more expected. So I know that...
0: Interviews um, and that. Yeah, actually, yeah,
1: like I took... I mean, interviews, yet, yeah, and we at our work like have to do uh, investigation meetings sometimes or meetings with staff.
0: Disciplinaries.
1: Yeah, and I had to take a member of staff for a meeting um, not that long ago, like a few weeks ago, and we got we do our meetings in like coffee shops. We got to Costa. We were sat on a table that's opposite each other, which I hate, I hate the opposite tables. So we were sat at this two man table opposite each other. And it was like 15 minutes in and he just went, I'm sorry, I keep looking at your face and I know you don't like making eye contact. And I was like, "How what? Oh, yeah. um, The, the person like that we work with said it. And I just sort of went,
0: Oh. Oh, is that obvious? How did you feel about that being that obvious? Because obviously nobody at work knows that even the slight possibility that you're waiting for diagnosis. So yeah. and you never say that kind of stuff to anyone out loud, and I'd never tell anybody these things about you. Yeah. Um and obviously no one's no one's listened to this podcast because we've never told anybody it exists. So how does it feel knowing that someone's just figured that out oh, based on the was way you are?
1: So bizarre. Like he said it and I just kind of went oh but then also like this weird relief because then he stopped looking at my face and it made the whole meeting way better but I think um I think I've never associated it with me being bad at eye contact because when I was younger I definitely didn't notice it and I don't know what I did and I don't know what I was like when I was younger but I know when I was about sort of 11 or 12 like when you start to become a little bit more self-aware I had like a massive fringe cut in Mm -hmm. and the fringe covered my eyes and I think and I had that for years so I don't think I ever noticed a problem with eye contact because I always had a fringe in my face and now I don't have that fringe but I still tend to put my hair in front of my face not so much anymore but definitely when I started working where we work, like I always had my hair in yeah. front of my face. Yeah. And I, when I start getting uncomfortable, I can be like mid conversation with someone. But if I feel like they're looking at me too much, I do I have like a weird head spasm where I just look down <laughs> really quickly and try and sort of duck out of their eyesight. Yeah. And I know I do it. I just... uh I wasn't aware that anyone would have picked up on it or noticed it.
0: Do you know what's weird? I just thought that... um, I think it's odd that, like, you have to maintain eye contact with someone and look at them when you're talking to them, which is something they struggle with. But have you noticed that if you're not talking to someone and neither one of you are talking to each other, it's odd if you stare at them and make eye contact. So it must be something key to conversation that... um, I just don't understand. Uh, I must be... Like I say, we have these conversations between me and you, both on the spectrum. No neurotypical insight into this one. There must be a reason why you have to make eye contact. I don't know if it's just there is something there or it's something emotional or if it's something... A
1: comfort thing. I don't, yeah. yeah,
0: or it's just something you've been told. You know, like how handshakes aren't really a thing, but... Yeah. People insist on handshaking. Yeah. Um, but what's the point of it? I don't handshake. Like, every time I've done an interview at work, I will see people that aren't on the spectrum stick their hand out at the end of a conversation because that's the way you end a conversation. Yeah. Uh, and they you know put their hand out and I just think, I'm not really big on the old physical contact there. And I yeah. just let them leave it out and then just go, bye, like that kind of thing. Um,
1: I always find it really uncomfortable as well, to a point of I'll get really annoyed if... Com- like I'm having a conversation with someone, and they feel like touching. Yeah, is okay.
0: Yeah, I mean this is this is yeah. I just I, like say with handshakes and that kind of thing. It's like the uh, hugging. Um, yeah. like goodbye or hugging to say hello, handshakes. Um, um yeah people that just like touch your arm while you're talking yeah
1: that one really gets to me like you can be mid conversation with someone and if they laugh at something or think something you've done is funny or sometimes not even because of that but they'll just sort of touch you on the shoulder or the arm and go ha, ha, ha. Yeah. and you and I always sort of tense up and then get really annoyed because I think why why was that okay like <laughs> at what point did we agree that we could just touch each other
0: yeah yeah uh I don't know. I'm more like, even though I seem like I'm quite chatty and like friendly on here, but like my persona outside of here is I'm quite stern. Uh, a lot of people have told me that I'm intimidating, or for the first couple of like months of knowing me, they were scared of me. Uh, I get that a lot. Yeah. A lot of people reckon that about me, or say that I'm quite. Uh, I mean, it's hard to tell. Like, listen to this because I'm quite chatty, and um, yeah. you can't see what I look like. But I wouldn't say like I look. Scary, but no, you don't look scary. but like my relaxed face in public is one of don't talk to me. Yeah, um, and I think I don't have the issue of people brushing my arm or doing that kind of thing because a lot of people for the first couple of months of knowing me. Uh, are a little bit like intimidated so they won't start conversations with me anyway uh, and when they do they're quite nervous when they talk to me Yeah. Uh, and they would never go for any sort of physical contact with me through like uh, oh uh, I don't think I want to touch him really um, yeah. so like I have that about me I guess uh, that makes it a bit easier and you know like I didn't realize I was doing that to start off with um that that's how I communicate with people is in quite an authoritative like stern way um I didn't realize I did it initially but then eventually when I figured it out because people kept saying it about me and kept saying I was a bit moody or a bit whatever um and I realized that that was stopping people from talking to me like I did start like
1: doing it more yeah a little bit more
0: not no not like massively more but like there'd be times where I realized that worked to stop people from like trying to have conversations with me It's just to be short with my answers, uh, you know, like answer things with one words and that kind of thing. And you kind of learn the things that works for how neurotypical people know you don't want to talk or know that kind of thing. is to learn the things that they're looking for and to just do them.
1: Um, Yeah, It's, it's interesting you say that because you are like that and you do definitely come across as more stern and like out of like there's four members of management in our store and people definitely I think think you're the scariest if you like. Yeah. Um like you're not the manager and obviously the manager is the boss mm. but just in terms of like intimidation I would say that people find you the scariest. But it's quite it's, it's interesting that you have that about you. Is I think it's good that you have like a set way of being as well because I think With me, like, I have no idea what I'm like with people. I couldn't tell you because I think I don't have, like, a set way of conversing with people, whereas you definitely do have, like, a style to your conversations almost.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I've said before, like, it's a persona that I put on when I talk to people because it's how I can talk to people. If I don't stick to it, I can't do it because I don't know the rules, uh, like, restrictions, boundaries of what. I'm supposed to do and can't do. I I couldn't do like open normal conversation. So it's almost like I'm playing a a role of someone that's doing stuff. I mean, and this isn't like something I just do at work. Uh I have like my walking around town face yeah is one of don't talk to me. Yeah. Um so like the guys that are collecting for charities or giving out leaflets, they tend to avoid me uh and people don't talk to me in general. Yeah. Uh, and that's because there's that part of me that's anxious and nervous and not wanting them to yeah so if you give off the impression of someone that doesn't do conversation uh it kind of keeps you out of it a little bit it stops people from talking to you
1: with the me like a thing I've noticed as well when I'm talking to new people um I try and be almost extra upbeat um so I know that On, like, first introduction, I come across as really happy and friendly. And then I always think that they're going to be not disappointed, but confused as to why I've all of a sudden changed so much. Um, And when I do meet new people, I get really... uh, get really nervous about what I say or really self-conscious about like my skills I'm all right if I'm meeting them just one-on-one because it's only them to judge me but the other day we had a new guy come into work and I was doing the sorting out his paperwork and stuff which meant I was the one talking to him and kind of introducing him but other people could hear what I was saying and I could hear our boss laughing from a distance at what I was saying because I am so bad at meeting new people. Yeah. Um, To the point that I started to get really hot and sweaty and I knew I was like going red and getting embarrassed because of how bad my conversational like skills were. But then I thought this makes me sound like, like if you look at me, I'm like a red, like sweaty, hot, like embarrassed mess. And he's probably thinking, why is she so embarrassed to like talk to me? Yeah. Um, and then I get more concerned, because then I start thinking things like, what if he thinks I fancy him? Like, this this guy was quite, like, he was he was young. He's yeah. probably young. So then I'm like, what if he thinks I'm like a cougar? And I, a cougar? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I
1: started to get really on edge, because I thought, like, how's he perceiving this? Because I am really embarrassed. But I'm just embarrassed that I am trying to make conversation, and people are laughing at how bad I am at it. And it was all... I, I'm not very good at meeting new people.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose like like you said, like when you meet people you try and be like bubbly and happy and that kind of thing. But then I guess like you can't then be yourself, whereas like obviously my regular personality is like not moody, but like I'm not like happy or bubbly or that kind yeah. of thing. I come off as quite like me. Um so like I suppose it's easier for me to Maintain that because then, if I am having an off day, normal notice
1: I guess your tone like uh also fits in quite well to your personality, so the way you are with like I know you said you made like an effort to change your tone and stuff, but you can with your personality of being a little bit stern, like having being a little bit monotone yeah wouldn't be affected I mean, I don't know if I have any problems with tone or volume, I think
0: um. No, I've never heard anybody say to you, repeat yourself or yeah. um, I can't hear you. There are some people that I've heard say what, but I think that's just because it was loud. I don't, I don't think yeah. it was. Uh...
1: And like, as for change in tone, I think like, I I think I do. I don't think I'm hmm. particularly monotone, but.
0: No, no, I wouldn't have thought so. Um, so we don't have that long left on this episode and I wanted to cover something else. Okay. Uh, just as a weird little... Uh, I mean, it's, I, there was like no natural segue into no, it. But like, okay. <laughs> um, I want to talk about like, forms of conversation, like, because you don't pick up on like, uh, cues or th- social, like the etiquette of conversation and talking to people and that kind of thing. I wonder if that's why and it's a common trait of Asperger's why we're considered uh, the two things that I always find interesting is not being able to pick up jokes or tell jokes not tell jokes but you know like when someone's making a joke a lot of us don't realize that what they're saying is a joke yeah um and the other thing was like um what's the word for being gullible but gullible yeah it is being gullible but like uh is it gullibleness or gullib no it can't be like gullibility because that's not a word
1: just being gullible fine being gullible gullible (laughs) I just thought
0: there was like a longer word for it
1: (laughs) Um, I mean naivety,
0: maybe. I don't know if it's naivety. I just feel like naivety is something that you've got if you don't know something. You like, there's yeah, no like, there's no, you haven't got like uh, the not common sense, but you just haven't been around long enough to know what they're doing Yeah. or know that person well enough, so you're naive to their like ways. Whereas like being gullible and not picking up when someone's joking is something that comes up a lot. Uh, if you read like standard how they diagnose people with Asperger's, yeah, those two things come up, and they're definitely related to conversation. I myself struggle with both. Oh, um,
1: do you? Yeah, I wouldn't have, um, I wouldn't have said that about you, which is interesting.
0: Well, like, there's no like, not there's no like, no other level to me or like deeper level, but I just assume there isn't to anybody else as well. So with me, most of the things I'm saying is what I mean. Um, I'm very rarely like you have to everybody has to be a little bit two faced to some extent um, or lie or that kind of thing when they talk to people everybody does it yeah. uh, anybody that says they don't do it like it's just one of those things where you know being two faced is a bad thing but everyone does it a little bit Yeah. Um, but I tend to believe people at face value what they're saying so or yeah you know people will say something and I'll just outright believe them um, because I just think, why are they telling me this if it wasn't true? Um, and then you always get someone that goes, Did you believe any of that, did you? And like take everything they say with a pinch of salt. Um you know, and yeah. I kind of just think, Oh, really? Why would they why would they say that then? Like what, what's, <laughs> what's I don't that's it's one of those things that NT people have always done where people say one thing and mean something else. Or um that's just something they've always done and everybody knows it and lets them do it. But I don't know it and I need that warning. And I tend to just believe what people are saying, uh, whether it's true, whether it's not, you know. And I don't know if some people know that about me and have worked out that I believe what they're saying. So some people tell me stuff thinking, I'll just tell Nikki, uh he believes that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's one of my main things. I tend to follow people based on what they're saying and believe what they're saying. Uh, And I don't have that thing that NT people have where they're aware that it's probably a lie. It takes me time. It takes me time like when I've got home, reflected on the day, thought about conversations I've had. I've then gone, wait a minute. (laughs) They said that, but I swear the other day they did this instead. Wait, they were lying. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't have that part of me that initially figures it out. I have to like take my time and work out what's happened. And sometimes I don't realize it at all. Um, I need someone else to point it out to me Yeah, uh, and I don't know I don't know what that is I don't know why having Asperger's means that you can't pick up on that kind of stuff. Same when someone's telling a joke if someone tells a joke but they say it in a completely like comedic, fun tone of voice when they're telling it and then laugh at the end of their, when they finish talking I know yeah. it was a joke but if someone was to tell me a joke in the same tone of voice they were having normal conversation with not laugh and not hint that it is a joke i just to think they were telling me like
1: yeah i would i think they would a just, normal story yeah
0: uh and the amount of times i get people to go after they look at me for a bit and i look at them they go i'm joking and i go oh yeah yeah i knew, yeah, I knew you were joking yeah i know that um yeah and that's just that was just a weird uh thing about conversations that i've always had problems with
1: yeah i think um the joking thing, I'd agree with. Like, again, I, like, I really like jokes and I do really like dry humour, but there are definitely times if someone does just maintain the same tone of voice that I won't get it at all. And I think the gullible thing... I'm, I am quite gullible. You can tell me pretty much anything. And I will have to base off what follows, whether or not they're joking. So I basically believe everything Yeah. until like I'll just believe it and I'll go along with it and then I'll see like a slight smirk in their face and then I'll be like oh no this is a joke so then I just uh I'm I'm really gullible I know I am I try and like hide it but I like I've I've really confidently told people facts before and then they've gone where did you hear that and I've gone oh I've just been told it, and they're like that's that's not true, yeah, but I, I can really confidently think that I know something that everyone else doesn't until someone's gone. that's definitely a lie,
0: yeah, yeah, it must be yeah like I say it must be a there must be something that neurotypical people give off, yeah when they're talking, that if you're not on the spectrum, you pick up on it and realise what they're about to do is a lie or a joke or they're just messing with you. But I feel like when you're on the spectrum, you need someone to do that bit at the end where they go, that was a joke or yeah. that's not true uh, and that kind of thing. And but- that's the only way like I can pick it up from people in general. Unless there's someone I know that is funny so they're like somebody that i know is funny and makes a lot of jokes but then it's it goes the other way i can't everything they say i think is some sort of joke so when they do tell me something serious i just go yeah i um
1: i think the gullible thing comes from the not understanding why someone would lie yeah um as well because i like i think why would they tell me that if it's not true who would do that what's the point there's no point behind that
0: oh so it's like a logic thing
1: for me, yeah. Because yeah. I, I am really logical in my head, and I know I am. Like, everything has to make sense to me. So I if I can't make sense of why they would do it, then it must be true. Because why would they lie for no reason? It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I think that's part of it, definitely, from my perspective.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, that, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, I guess... Like talking to somebody is hard enough. So don't add all these like extra layers of interpretation and understanding to a conversation. Like, I find normal conversation hard unless, and it's, unless we're talking about something that I know enough about and I'm interested in and then I'll talk about it. But if it's a conversation that I don't know anything about and they just want to talk because they like talking, um, I find those conversations really difficult. But in those cases, let's just, keep it to the basics like don't start moving down like weird concepts that I will struggle to follow
1: yeah one thing I think's been really helpful for me as well is just after because the conversation was something I used to struggle with a lot more but I think since the um, being told about Asperger's and like understanding it a bit more and now like waiting for diagnosis I've more sort of accepted it and now I just think like This is why you don't like conversation. It doesn't make you a weirdo. You just are, you've just got this thing that makes you different from NT people. So now I don't force myself to make conversations. And I feel like just having that like acceptance has made it a lot easier for me because now I don't, I don't go through the like struggle of trying to do what everyone else is doing. If I don't want to talk, I just won't. And I'm quite comfortable in not doing it. And I think that's like really helpful I don't like I don't know what other people are like but if you're like pre-diagnosis if you just accept that you're not very talkative then just don't talk and if you're post-diagnosis but have always tried to make conversation if you don't want to just don't do it. Yeah. Cuz it is it's a lot more comfortable when you're not making yourself. Yeah, I mean, do something.
0: I know you want diagnosis because you want diagnosis because until you're diagnosed you won't accept uh that you have asperger's yeah even though like i think with each week that passes you definitely know you do <laughs> uh but i know you need that official like you need that official bit of paper to say it yeah um but anybody listening to this that's not diagnosed and doesn't want to get diagnosed i think just knowing this stuff so knowing you're on the spectrum and some people can just accept they are and that's that uh, they for those people like it's Just knowing you're on there is good because then you can find all these things like you can watch like video blogs, podcasts, that kind of thing. And you can find out more about your own situation. And like you've said, like once you know, you know it's okay to not talk to people. You don't force yourself into situations that you um, don't want to get yourself involved in, but you think you've got to. Once you realize where you are, uh, you realize that you know it will cause you like strain, anxiety, you know, like pressure so you know to stay out of it I know like you're not getting diagnosed because you can't do these you won't be able to do these things because you've already started not doing the things you know you can't do Uh, it's more of a peace of mind kind of thing
1: yeah it's just an internal thing like I don't I probably wouldn't tell people if I got diagnosed I just just for like my own yeah yeah rumination
0: you just need to know um but it's not saying that everybody out there needs a diagnosis otherwise you can't you can't apply like coping mechanisms and things like that to your life it's just in your particular case uh you want a diagnosis for you uh it's not like you need one it's well I mean you probably feel like you need one but it's not like until then, you have to carry on pretending you're NT. Yeah. Uh, it's more of a, you need it on in writing, so...
1: I believe it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, I know there's loads of people out there that know they've got it, but have chosen not to get diagnosed yeah, because which... they just need to know for themselves. They don't need... Because, like, some people fear the label. Yeah. Um, they don't want to be... I don't know, not put in a box, but you know Yeah. They don't wanna be like officially anything.
1: Which is like fine. If you don't wanna be, then don't. There's no point.
0: Yeah, but it's it's yeah. it's, it's what you want. So yeah. uh I'd never tell someone to not get diagnosed or get diagnosed, um the same way that like I wouldn't let someone tell me which way I should have done it.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's definitely gotta be a personal Yeah. A personal um, choice
0: but I know that this is helping you so far like knowing me talking to this stuff and you've done a lot of research yourself and yeah. like things like this knowing that how conversations work for you is, is useful just making your life easier yeah.
1: it's also it's nice to know that um, for me anyway it's nice to know that you've got a thing that might make you struggle with conversations so like sometimes I'd get really down about myself if I'd had a conversation that I knew had gone kind of poorly but now i just think like that's fine it doesn't matter
0: yeah same there's loads of times or days or things that happened in the day that previous to any of this i would have gone why have i done that i'm such yeah. an idiot like why do i always mess this stuff up but now i just sort of go yeah i can't really help it yeah uh yeah yeah so it's it's easier for that like you i guess you beat yourself up a lot less once you realize that uh what you did was normal for you yeah uh and it doesn't matter you don't have to measure yourself against uh nt perspective or nt like um standards and think god why can't i just be a normal person or why can't i interact and be like everyone else once you realize that there's something about you that's different it makes things way easier yeah um you just go i i can't so it's fine um (laughs) you know like it's i can't do this kind of stuff because i can't do this kind of stuff there's nothing wrong with me it's just that's how it is and yeah it makes everything way easier like you can reflect on your day and just think meh i don't care Whereas, yeah, previous to any of this, you probably just thought, why am I an idiot?
1: Yeah, I used to get annoyed. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think that's it for this week. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening again. Thank Um, you. It is going well.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. (laughs) You
0: do really like it. So, yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, that's everything I want to say. Anything you want to add?
1: No, just speak to you next week.
0: Yes, uh, where you have going to not have a topic, but pretend like you do. No, you're
1: going to have a topic. I, I want to do like a fun one. Are you
0: saying this wasn't? No,
1: no, this was fun, but I mean like a proper,
0: oh, right, another
1: okay, like right. really positive one.
0: Fine, then you've got... Seven days to think of something positive.
1: Yeah, I think I've already thought of it,
0: and it better be the most positive it positivity so, podcast. It
1: will be so positive. The triple P, otherwise it will be, it will be the PPP.
0: Otherwise, I uh,
1: I won't be impressed. <laughs> yeah.
0: You can uh, you can say your thing now.
1: Bye.